Okay, yeah. East side spitter. Oh, warhead in their mouth, man, these boys bitter. Bitter. They ain't never seen a man who could walk a river. Oh, and they ain't never seen a man who a sea splitter. Got it in the bag. Yo, it's Tuan. Um, I was on work crew with Nate. He was what about work crew bosses? He's a great guy. Yeah, y'all can know by his podcast, but uh, how work crew changed me and helped my relationship with God was it realized this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted to do. Uh, it made me realize how much uh, fulfilling helping people out, bringing them closer to God was, and it realized the power, like how God is really good at how He's helping people in people's lives. Like you could just tell. The people that really, uh, really have a strong relationship with God, they really trust this man, they trust him with everything, and it's just amazing to see, and uh, that's how Worker changed me, it's it made me realize how great he is, how, how much I want to grow with him. Yo, welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast. Today's episode, as you can tell, uh, we're going to have some high school friends sharing the idea of serving and why we should activate students in service. Um, I, in this last month, as you may know, uh, had the awesome opportunity to serve uh, Young Life as a work group boss. And what we're going to do in this episode, as you just heard my boy Tuan, and I I wanted to start off the episode with him and him sharing his heart and how he served and how it's impacted him. His story is amazing. Obviously, I'm not sharing it here, but his story is amazing in the way that he loved his kids, the way he loved others. Um, it's just amazing. He's a guy from West Seattle, um, and he's doing great. And uh, I, one, he's a kid of color. And to see him in a space where there's not a lot of kids that look like him and him still serve well was amazing to see. So this episode, honestly, is just going to be you hearing a couple different kids, uh, three kids, uh, stories and their idea of serving. And then I'm just going to share what Jesus has called us to serve and why you, us, we should activate our students in ministry and in life and in and how we do this thing called Jesus ministry, right? I mean, uh, I've shared to my kids before, we sometimes complicate such a simple message and such a simple call. Uh, and I've done 40, almost 50 episodes of this podcast and what I'm slowly realizing is that we aren't even close. Uh, we're, there's more work to be done, right? There's more work to be done, and God is calling us to more. So uh, before we get into this episode, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, views are going up. People are listening. People are sharing. It really means the world. And so uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode because we're adding some kids into this thing, and you're going to get to hear why service for students is so crucial and why we should activate the kids that we lead and that we lead alongside. So thanks for listening and let's get started to the episode. Next, I have this friend, and she is going to share kind of the idea that she had no idea what she was getting herself into. And she shares about 
just a little bit she doesn't get too much into it but she shares this idea that it was the hardest work that she's ever done um, but that it was so life-giving and i think that's something huge so um and, and the reason i think that it's big before we get into her her little spiel is something that's so cool about serving is you realize that the world is bigger than you um, I've brought so many kids to serve. I've seen kids serve who don't realize that the world is bigger than just them, that they're not the only ones that need to hear the gospel. And I don't think this uh, this friend of mine uh, from work crew has that heart. I don't think she ever had that heart. But I think that a lot of students don't realize that the world there's more kids than just themselves that need to hear about the gospel message and about Jesus. And, and so often what she says is that she was setting tables uh, for three hours, right? And making it look excellent and making it look beautiful. And so you're going to hear a little bit of her heart and hear about what she's saying. Uh, and then I'll just go on for it for a little bit. But this young person who's sharing her story is did great and did phenomenal. And so let's hear her heart and why young work crew uh, changed her. When I was going to work crew, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. It was the most exhausting, hard, but life-changing three weeks of my life. I think being in a community of people that love Jesus and want to build their relationship with Christ just as much as I do is so encouraging. And just going through each day so physically exhausted and drained, but having the mindset of what I'm doing is for God, not myself. That's what got me through each day. We had to set, bus, and serve 70 tables three times a day. Now that's how I'm living my life. I get up every morning wanting to read my Bible and dive into His Word. I didn't do or think the way I do now before I went to work crew, and now I'm so generally excited to grow my relationship with Christ and tell everyone about how great having this relationship is. And isn't that sweet? She says that she, after work crew, um, just wanted to read her Bible and fall in love with Jesus more. And she does mention that idea of it being bigger than herself and how tired she was and how much work she had to do and how hard it was. But something about serving, activating our high school friends. I have one more dude who's sharing, um, and then I'll sprinkle some in throughout episodes and just talking about students serving. But something that's huge in what she says is bigger than herself and the hard work. Man, you know what I've realized, and you've heard me say this before, and I've had a lot of guests that come on and said this, we don't activate this generation enough. We don't. Something that I love about work crew uh, and what I love about that this Young Life model is that you get 60, 70 high schoolers in the room and you say, hey, you're going to work for a month. You don't know any, anything about each other. You don't know each other's stories. You don't know what irks each other. You're going to stay in a room with random people and we want you to serve for the next three weeks, four weeks. Random. And if you don't think about it, a lot of these high schoolers are coming from environments and settings that are the same way. They don't know anybody. They start new places. They start new again and again. And a lot of these communities are hood, not hood communities. That's not wrong. But a lot of these communities are the same way that we set up work group. 
But the great benefit about work crew that's different from, I believe, how they have it in the communities is they have leaders and they have other people who are like-minded around them who are also loving Jesus, hopefully as much as they do or even more than they do. We don't activate our students enough. See, because a lot of people would say, I will never put these all these high schools in this room together. I would never have them serve together. Why would they do this? We'll just pay staff. But what we realize is that God does not care about the age of the person. He cares about the heart of the person. Shoot, if 12-year-olds could do this work, I believe we'd, make, we'd have 12-year-olds do it. But we let high schoolers do it. You know, we had all the way from a freshman to seniors who, were gradu who graduated high school on work crew. And you also had some college kids who came and served as well. And what we realize is that it's so, it's, it's so much more beneficial when we activate our students to do things that they're told in their communities they can't do. And some of these kids learned their leadership capacity when they were there from serving, from being dog tired. Some people learn their emotional, their spiritual, their, their physical capacities when they were there. And God stretched them outside of those capacities. See, this young woman, just like a lot of young people who were on this work crew, they realized that Jesus has called us to serve. Um, and actually, I'm a, we're going to show this one, or you're going to listen to this last, uh, last dude's kind of spiel about why work crew changed him and it's gonna be it's really good i i mean i love this guy he's a hooper and i love this guy and you're gonna hear his spiel and then i'm gonna go into the scriptures and we're gonna talk about what service really looked like from jesus's point of view because i haven't been able to get it out of my f head out of my head but to say feet because i'm gonna talk about jesus serving and washing his disciples feet before he's put up on the cross and so uh, we're gonna listen to this last guys and then we're gonna get into the meat and potatoes of kind of the message and the, and the encouragement on activating our high schoolers and letting them do some of the work as well uh, so let's listen to this last guy and then we'll get back to it i think serving on work crew 2019 in the pits changed me just in no possible way that i ever thought truly experiencing hard work while not getting paid was to be honest a little bit frightening at first but really going through it and just changing the campers lives at the time and even today just so crazy that god is able to just put that amount of energy because there's times when you really do want to give up but i think just god pushing you to ultimately just realize that it's for the greater good and that your hard work and your abilities are really going to change those campers lives for the better and just continuing to work hard every single day no matter what and that's how worker changed me man if you can't tell there's a common theme in all of these kids voices right they were not expecting what they got but they got something great and i could remember each and every single day we would turn up when we heard the number of kids that gave their lives to Jesus. And for me, it could have been one, but some weeks it was 40, some weeks it was 50 plus. And to see that impact of kids actually experiencing the gospel is more life-giving than anything that we 
as humans could ask for. Man, I heard this quote today. It was so good at church. And it said, God follows us. What does that mean? Now, God doesn't follow. He doesn't worship us. But he, if, if God had social media, he'd follow each and every single one of us. Why? Because he made us. And he loves to know what we're doing in our lives. And he wants to be in the pain and also the, and then the greatness. He wants to celebrate and also he wants to mourn. See, God would follow us. God is crazy about us. And as we look through the Bible, I think if we look at the Bible through the lens of that Jesus was crazy for us, man, we see the Bible in a whole new light. Check this out. And listen to this and the idea that Jesus was crazy, is crazy for us. It says, the evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter and said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you. And then it goes on to who is going to betray him. Man, do you understand what I have done for you? He asked. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is who what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Those are some powerful words. And I want to focus on this idea, and I think believe this is what worker is. And if I'm wrong, then I'll get a call from whoever needs to call me. It says, hmm. now that I have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. Man, as those three kids share, right? You can hear that idea of it's bigger than themselves. See, Jesus could have been an emotional wreck on before the cross, right? I mean, like, you about to go on the cross. And he was, right? I don't know if it's a wreck, but he was like, yo, can I pass this? Um, and God was like, nah. But I think something that's so key about this is that we realize and we get to know and we get to understand that Jesus came on a mission to serve his people. And even before the biggest moment, the biggest service he could have given us, he still serves in small ways, we may think. See, the thing about washing someone's feet, the thing about service, and the thing that I believe our high school friends get to learn and our middle school, just people who are, are younger get to learn when serving is that when you wash someone's feet, you take a position that is lower than them. It's impossible. You could, but it's not really, it doesn't really make sense to wash someone's feet standing up. Uh, you must get on your knee or both knees and look up at the person. And maybe you're having a conversation. Maybe you're talking and you're cleaning their feet. And for me, I think feet are gross, but you're cleaning their feet. And I believe this is what service is, right? 
We're taking a lower position. We might get on both knees. We might get dirty. We might be cleaning some dirty feet or some dirty dishes or a dirty table. We might be setting another fork. But we never forget the heart of service that God has given us. Because he says, since I have washed your feet, you must now wash another's. Man, and as I think about us and how we should activate our friends, you heard three stories of what God did to them during work crew. And that's through serving, right? Like they did that through serving. God did that through serving. God did that as they were literally, some were literally washing dishes as uh, as one of our friends said, right? As he was washing dishes. And then another one said as he, they were setting tables, like, in any way, but they were washing kids' feet. And some kids don't even, and some kids will never say thank you. They'll never get thank you. But I, something I posted today is, you know what? That doesn't matter if Jesus gets the glory. I don't need thank you if Jesus gets thank you. I don't need thank you if Jesus gets glory. I don't need you well done from someone human when I get well done from God. My biggest fear, and I heard this today, my biggest fear is knowing that I wasn't doing the work that God did. And when we activate our friends to go serve, I know that I'm doing the work. Because if since I, my feet have been washed by a leader in Jesus, I must now help others wash others' feet and wash their feet. And the cycle continues. That's discipleship, right? Making these trees, making these legacies, these long-lasting legacies in our lives. And I've talked about legacy before. So, yo, like, activate your students to serve. Serve, 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 serve. If they're not, serve. There, if it's growth, serve. If you need, like, if I think it's wild if our, our, if our youth ministries aren't finding at least one way to serve our communities in the year, but even more. And I know I even I need to work on this stuff, but I want my students to serve, serve our communities. Yo, thank you guys so much for listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast. I know I've been hinting at this Grant Benjamin episode, but we're actually recording tomorrow. So next weekend, you will be getting that episode. I'm super excited. His music, his song Elevate, is actually playing at the beginning of this episode. And so check it out. I love it. Uh, the beat slaps like Ross Salmon. Uh, and I'll let you listen to that as we get out of this episode. Um, but again, thank you guys for listening. Activate your students because God has called us to do. Wash your friends' feet and watch them and see them wash others' feet because we show the model of serving just like Jesus did. Thank you for listening. Please share, and I'll catch y'all next week. Peace. Elevate. Elevate. Yeah, elevate. Call me Benjamin, cause your boy Benjamin. And his beat slaps hard like raw salmon. This a hit, call me Sosa with the seasoning. I'm just trying to show you purpose with the reasoning. We tell a man, then we go and tell another man. I don't never tan, cause your boy ain't got no melanin. Why you questioning? I ain't your back with the answer in. I just let the blessing in and Satan is irrelevant. Never late, we ain't never late, ever late. We don't hesitate, no, we never hesitate. No, eating like we never ate, no debate. Never ate, no debate, no debate. He just opened up the gate.